think of this as fairy tale that actually happened. There's confusion over who has to pay. So they drowned Joe and 20 other innocent people. And somebody's making money from it. It all goes back to this law firm, Mossack Fonseca. So what happens next? What do we do next? Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> you had a better French accent than I did. How is that possible? Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Top that. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to episode four. Number four. Wow. I know. Right. Step and repeat. We've been this for a month. Quattro. Four weeks in a row. I know. This is shocking. And mm-hmm. uh, was looking at like the upcoming schedule too. And it's gonna be a busy fall, folks. I- I'm so excited. I kind of like hate fall. Like the season because everything's dying, <laughs> so it's like really depressing. But but the movies aren't. But the movies are fantastic. Yes. So, um, it's leading into award season. So, it's it's exciting. Um, do you watch any movies this week? I did. I watched a couple. Uh, what what you watch? Well, uh, actually, I just saw one today. I get, just got back from uh, Judy, starring uh... Renee Zellweger. Yeah. And your thoughts, hot takes. Like I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Okay. So Why don't you tell them what it like what okay. it's about let a me, little bit? Let me yeah. tell you what it's about. So Judy uh is actually a British American um Production. Bi- yeah, um biopic, if you will. It's uh so it's kinda of funny that, you know, this movie's about an American icon, yet it's a, a British uh movie. Um, and it tells the story of, well, it, Judy tells, Garland. it tells the story later on in life of Judy Garland. Um, this Judy, Judy is, Judy is about the final tragic months of Judy Garland's life as she moves. If you know anything about Judy Garland, she, uh, obviously she was in the Wizard of Oz. She started in the Wizard of Oz and after after that she uh typical childhood uh she faced typical childhood star problems uh she found she uh found drugs and started taking those um it's barbuterol barbuterol is that what she that's what she started taking barbuterol um to help her sleep and focus on singing um and she got hooked and addicted on drugs uh and eventually which is what killed her in the late 19s or mid to late 1960s. I think she did. Uh, yeah. Like 1969. 69. Yeah. Um, but, but I didn't know Judy Garland. She, you know, she was, uh, she sang with, with so many people, Barbara Streisand and, um, I think Marilyn Monroe and, or she was Dorothy. She was, uh, yeah, she was Dorothy. And I guess I didn't, appre- I don't appreciate, didn't appreciate, uh, well, you weren't how, alive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, I, I studied yeah. this, um, but I didn't appreciate how big Judy Garland was. Um, Judy Garland grew up in what what in the uh, movie world and movie history is what called it's what called the um, the studio system. So she was signed on to work with uh, I believe it was um, MGM. MGM, yeah, because yeah. the big lion that yeah. roars at the beginning of uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, my mom actually met that lion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think it just passed away a few years ago. Um, well, if the lion was from, from 1939, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, thing, if so, thing. it lived a long, healthy a long, life. I know nothing about lion <laughs> ages, but I think uh, 80 years is um, a is a good, healthy life. Yeah, but but anyway, uh, this movie, it, it, Renee Zellweger is good. 
she does a very good impression of Judy Garland for two hours. Um, she's definitely going to get a nomination for Best Actress, as we've discussed before. Um, but I feel like it's just a, it's a pity. Welcome back to Hollywood. Renee Zellweger, we missed you since Chicago nomination. Um, the rest of the movie, I think, is just a mess. Uh, it kind of goes back and forth a little bit uh, between Judy as a girl and Judy as um, Judy in, her, in the final months of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was surprised more how much I liked the girl who played young Judy. Uh, and I'm blinking, I, I'm blinking on her name. Um, I have it here. Uh, uh, oh, actually, fu- I forgot to mention Bella Ramsey, uh, who is uh, in Game of Thrones. Uh, she's yeah, she's um Liana Mormont. Liana Mormont, she's she plays uh Judy Garland's daughter, uh Lorna Luft. Um but the young girl uh who plays young uh young Judy, Judy. Darcy Shaw, mm-hmm. um and she's absolutely throws herself into this role. I think she does a better job than <laughs> Renee Zellweger if, if I were being totally honest. Um and I actually I saw some interviews with her about, you know, the toll she took uh, to play young Judy and what she had to go through to get in her mindset. Um, just the, the kind of abuse that Judy Garland had to take on set. Uh, it was a lot. Um, she wasn't allowed to sleep. She wasn't allowed to eat. Um, you know, she answered to the studio. She signed a contract with the studio and this is what the studio system was about. Yeah. This is why the studio system died in Hollywood because all these secrets came out about how directors and producers were treating actors and, and young people. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot more reasons why the studio system failed, but that's that's a big part of it. A lot of that uh, scandal came out between her and uh, I think the scandals that came out with Shirley Temple um, and other young actors and actresses and just uh, folks being tied to their contracts. Um, it just wasn't a good system. Um, and I could bore you and sit here and talk about the studio system, the big six or the big seven um, in Hollywood, but you can so- research all that later. Um, so anyway, my, uh, hot take on Judy is that Renee Zellweger, um, good, decent, going to get a nomination. Um, overall the movie was okay. Yeah. So I've kind of heard similar things from the reviews that I've read. And, um, I think the criticism of the movie that I've read, um, that I think kind of sticks the most is it's, seems a little more interested in telling the story of like how Hollywood really has like a negative impact on people mm-hmm. um, instead of like actually focusing kind of on the person themselves. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you make a good point. It's, it's, it's Hollywood that has the impact, not stardom. Yeah. Um, in this movie in particular. I'm saying that's a bad storytelling technique. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is a criticism of the film yeah. and a criticism of the practice. But Okay. Uh, and it's just like, that's like fine, um, but like not for a biopic where a biopic like needs, should be about the, yeah. the one person. Uh, I am <laughs> deeply excited uh, at the... Um, early aughts prospect uh, at the Oscars this year since um, Renee Zellweger is like one of, <laughs> if not the front runners for uh, 
Best Actress. So, because you also have Jennifer Lopez, a frontrunner yes, for yeah. Supporting Actress, and Brad Pitt, who's a frontrunner for Jeez. Supporting Actor. What year is it? I know. So it's like 2001. I know. This is great. So I am here for it. The millennials have come home to roost, <laughs> and they are part of the voting yes. block the, now. The 90s are, are yeah. no longer a thing anymore. It's all yeah. about the odds. Um, so, so anyway, I, so I, on that point, um, you know, Renee Zellweger was, was good in this role. She, but Renaissance. Yeah. Renaissance. <laughs> well, mm, well, cause she has a new, that new Netflix show too, that I haven't watched. Yeah. No, I haven't. Either. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. What um, if I think it's called? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, she, so see, she's good in this role, but I just feel like I've seen, I've seen this done before. Like, I feel like I was watching... It's a biopic. A, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a biopic. And I I feel like I was watching something on, you know, a two-part ABC yeah. TV movie. Um, and I feel like, you know, I've seen Judy Garland being played before. Um, I wish... I, I so wish the director or the writer would have done something new. Um, kind of maybe put a, a Oh, new, this is like Oscar bait to a T. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. And I'm getting a little sick of the biopics, to be honest with you. I... Uh, Biopics are just for, in general for me, are just like hit or miss. When they're great, they knock it out of the park. When they're, for lack of a better word, bad, they're just like bland and it's like, okay. But when's the last time we actually liked a biopic for the story and not just the acting? I mean, I I like Bohemian Rhapsody. I, Tanya, loved I, Tanya. I thought that was like, was sublime. I liked I, Tanya too. I loved I, Tanya. Um, And I loved I, Tanya for the spin they took on telling the story. Yeah. It wasn't a straight story. It's a story about like truth. Like it has like, it actually has things to say Mm -hmm. kind of like philosophically. Yeah. Whereas Judy, I I feel like it just was a straight, like, Oh, here's the last four months for life. Yeah. Take it as you will. Here. She was on drugs. Sorry. I would have liked to see maybe, um, I was actually talking with a friend afterwards about this. Uh, maybe like a fictional point of view, um, to the, to, to her life. And maybe not focusing on the last four months, um, kind of like how. Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the on the name. Um, Quentin Tarantino takes takes real story takes true stories and 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 puts a fictional spin on them. Uh, he's only done that twice. Well, for the record. Well, he's become <laughs> known for it. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see that, or a different person play uh, Judy Garland, maybe. A man. <laughs> How do you? Th- think what do you, What do you think of like you know, um, like someone from like RuPaul's Drag Race playing Judy Garland, or like just something different, something to get people talking about it? Um, you know, yeah, it made money, but but I would just put, I would have put like a new spin on it, something something weird, something good, um, something to make it like be like, whoa, what the, what are you doing? But um, just something to get people talking, and I thought that would have been actually <laughs> kind of awesome. Um, that's just not the movie they wanted to make. No, I know, and it, and it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't appeal to I mean, the older, uh, yeah, older audiences. And it's but, like clearly, it's whatever they're doing right now is working. I mean, if you yeah, want to talk, if you want to talk Oscars, like again, it's like an Oscar bait movie, and like mm-hmm. they're taking the bait, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it's working. Whatever they're doing, whatever they're so doing. like, I don't but, think they have any regrets so far. It's early. Um, anyway, I digress. I give it. I give. I gave Judy um, a C plus. Overall, yeah, it is a the one thing that I haven't seen it, but the one thing that I think is a total missed opportunity. Uh, I kind of hate, um, like 
uh, movies that are like Judy, where it's just like, or Marshall. Yeah. And it's like these biopics that are just like the name. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, and so Judy is based off the stage play. The stage play is called End of the Rainbow. Yeah. That is a great title. Yeah. That is a great title for a movie. Yeah. It is a great title for a play. So like, why didn't they not go with End of the Rainbow? I wonder if something, maybe it had to do with rights. I don't know. Who knows? They got the rights. Yeah. They got the rights. I know, it's but, based on the play. But maybe they, maybe there was like some deal about, you know, you can't use it. I'm sure, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, just sure it tested better. I'm just, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> like, it's just, it's uninspired. Mm-hmm. So that's just uh, anyway, that's my opinion I digress. on the title. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, I the only other movie that I saw this week I finally saw yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I thought it, I thought it was so charming. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute I movie. love that Richard Curtis like charm uh, for the screenwriter. But you know, I'm a fan of Love Actually, so. <clears throat> Shout out to all the Love Actually fans out there. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have that debate. <laughs> That's from, quiet from for the a holiday reason. Season. Yeah, there's, there's another, I see what you did there. There's the another holiday, holiday movie that's better. Yeah, um, sure. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, yesterday that's a debate for a special episode. I know for the holiday <laughs> season. Um, uh, what y- were we talking about? Oh, yesterday. yesterday. I, I I liked yesterday. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It was. I thought it was a fun movie when I saw it. It was a few months ago, and I, I can't remember. I think I liked the music. I don't like. I don't think I liked the way it ended. I don't remember. I like. I mean, I liked the ending. Uh, I I just thought it was like a fun movie. Um, I, I watched it with my family, and number one, if you're watching a movie with your family. Uh, it is impossible to get them to like agree on like what movie to watch, and everyone yeah. universally was like, "Yeah, yesterday, let's watch that." <laughs> and like everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, like, let's keep it PG thirteen. Yeah. Let's not have too much. Uh, yeah, and like it, it kind nudity. of like knew what it was doing. It just like knew it wanted to be a mm-hmm. crowd pleasing movie, and it just worked. I mean, everyone loves the Beatles, and I like, the, like this charming aspect. I like the spin on um like like the. Uh, Facebook didn't exist and, and all the other things that didn't exist. I kind of wish they would have played that up a little bit more. Oh, I thought uh, they played it up a lot. I mean, there was like well, there were some very four or five yeah, other things that yeah, didn't exist very, other than the Beatles. It was very subtle and it was, uh, it was very quick. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really enjoyed that part of the movie. And, you know, the Beatles, the Beatles thing was great. Um, the music was great. I, I, I don't have any I mean, movies, I've but. been listening to the Beatles ever since yeah. uh, I did that, ever since I listened to it. Yeah. Uh, and this was the first thing, the first movie that I can uh, legitimately say that I thought um, Lily James was good in. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've not necessarily been a Lily James fan. Uh, not a Cinderella person? I did, actually I didn't see Cinderella. Yeah, it's uh, not the greatest. Yeah. Actually, it's yeah. actually one of the better Disney remakes. Honey. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did not like the movie Darkest Hour. Yeah. Um, and I did not think she was good in it. And I also didn't think she was particularly good in Baby Driver. So, really? yeah. Wow. Uh, so, and I, I do like the movie Baby Driver, but I don't think she's a strong in that. And so I, she was just one of those people that I'm like, why is everyone obsessing over Lily James? Because I don't see it. Mm-hmm. But um, she was great in uh, yesterday. So I've seen the light. I I I think she is a good actress now. So okay. well, speaking of uh, movies that are uh, actually just coming out on digital tomorrow, um, 
Toy Story 4 comes out on digital. Whoa, yeah, already. I was, I was talking to another... Is it going to be on Disney Plus? I believe so. Oh, I, wow. I don't know how Disney Plus is doing it, if they're going to come right out with them on digital or if they're going to wait a few weeks or months. I don't know until either. They put it. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I, I've got my digital copy ready to go for yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah. I actually was talking to a friend uh, the other day about uh, ranking the Disney Pixar movies. Um, and he didn't... Uh, we we kind of disagreed about about Toy Story, but for me, I, all the Toy Stories are, you know, they near, near the top. They're they're all the near the top. Um, a lot of people were divided on Toy Story four. A lot of people didn't really fit. It felt it fed I, in. I thought it was with the, pretty universally liked. Uh yeah, if not yeah yeah. I I I loved it. I thought it was yeah. great. I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. But I'm. It could. I, I'm a sucker when it comes to nostalgia, and, but I actually, I think outside I, of Toy Story, what's your favorite? Uh, well, I was going to say, as far as Toy Story movies go, Toy Story Three is my favorite. I yeah, love Toy Story. Me too. I, I, yeah. I was a giant baby seeing Toy Story Three. Then I would say Toy Story Two, and then Four, then One. Yeah. Um, that's really surprising. That one's my least, least favorite yeah. of the Toy Stories. Uh, that's usually doesn't isn't really the case with any movie series at all, but. There's so many at this point that I would have to rewatch yeah. the four to like do a proper ranking, but I do know that three yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, I, I but I, I mean, I love one. I don't think it's bad by any means. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I have a lot of memories with it. But um, and you asked me about Pixar. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, outside As, of Toy aside Story. from outside of Toy Story, oh god. Um, so I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and please don't judge me for this. The Good Dinosaur. No, <laughs> I liked Good Dinosaur. Yeah. I think Incredibles 2. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that is on a limb. Last year, yeah. I thought, I was shocked uh, how much how much I loved Incredibles 2. Cool. I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the story was great. I thought the action, I thought it was just a lot of fun. I thought it was one of the most fun Disney movies I've seen uh, in, in recent history. Um, and I mean, aside from like Cars 3, you know, no, that's a joke. Is it, wait, dumb question. Is there a Cars 3? Yes. I, <laughs> I have not seen it. It was, it was two I, years ago. Yeah. Oh, well, I've seen Cars 1 and 2. Yeah, Cars. But, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll sit down and have a movie night. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I I also, I like, I liked Wally. It's I would put that up there. That's my number one. Yeah. I, Wally. Yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to think, but I like Up. I, I mostly like Up for the, the animation and the colors. I, I think the story's a little weak, but... Um, I think Inside Out is up there. Inside Out too. is great. See, Inside Out, I I did not like it first, oh. and then upon second viewing, I don't know why I, but like I just started like bawling my eyes out. Oh, I am I, an uncontrollable mess yeah, at the end of Inside Out. Loved Inside Out. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just great. And I like Coco too. I remember seeing yeah. Coco and just being a mess at that too. At the end of that. What, what, crying in Pixar movies? This yeah. does not sound characteristic no, it, of them at all. Yeah, but, like, surprise, like, like I didn't like Brave. I, I like Brave. I, I, I think it was fine. I think yeah, it was yeah. okay. I like Brave, too. Um, yeah. Brave, for me, just, like, totally elevates it for the song at the end of the movie. It's mm-hmm. this, um, this song by Birdie and Mumford and Sons called Learn Me Right. Yeah. And it's just... So freaking good, and I'm still mad that it didn't get an Oscar nomination that year because it was should have won that year. And uh, when like Brave ends and that song plays over the credit, I I was just like, oh my god, this just elevated this movie by a whole star because yeah. that song is so good. Yeah. 
Uh, well, anyway, I should probably cut us off because we can yeah. probably go to a whole podcast talking oh, about truly. Pixar and yeah. Disney in general. But um, um, what's what's tonight's main story? Tonight's our the main story tonight is uh, the laundromat. Which is uh, the new movie directed by Steven Soderbergh from uh, the Ocean's Eleven fame and Aaron Brockovich, uh, Traffic, uh, and probably the movie that this is most like is his movie The Informant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it's... I think I half paid attention to The Informant. <laughs> the Informant's really boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really care for The Informant. Um but, uh, yeah, it's um, the movie stars Meryl Streep, uh, Gary Oldman, and Antonio Banderas. Uh, it's in select theaters now and will be on Netflix on... Three weeks? Two weeks. Uh, October 18th. October 18th, so, yeah. yeah. like a little uh, more than two Two and weeks. a half weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, should I kind of give a brief synopsis of... Maybe? Yeah. All right, you could so probably sum it up in two words. Two words, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Meryl Streep. Uh, finds fake insurance insurance policy fraud. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> so more um, than two words. <laughs> yeah. So Meryl Streep, um, she plays this woman Eileen, or sorry, Ellen Martin, um, and she begins investigating um, fake insurance policies uh, after uh, she is after her husband is killed in a boating accident. Boating accident. Um, and yeah, she just kind of ends up going down. Well, as um, you know, a good word for it. It's uh, goes down a rabbit hole um, of questionable dealings, and that can be linked to a Panama City law firm. Um, Mossack Fonseca. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah, no. That's it's, yeah. yeah. It's a real a real story. So yeah, yeah the, um, the, the the two words that I would sum it up. But I can't pronounce them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, so. She uh, she finds these dealings with uh, the Panama City Law Firm, um, and it's vested interest in helping the world's wealthiest citizens amass larger fortunes. Um, so yeah, that's that's the laundromat. It's it's about the the Panama Papers. Yeah, this movie is about. I the mean, Panama if you Papers. don't know what the Panama Papers yeah. are, yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk sure. about the Panama Papers? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, that's the, Panama- the two words you were trying to get. Yeah, to say. yeah, that's what I was trying to get you to say. Uh, so the Panama per- Papers that kind of like refers to the leak of documents in uh, 2015, uh, and by like investigative journalists that they kind of expose this offshore uh, offshore account scheme in Panama of these like shell corporations um, that were using Panama for essentially tax evasion purposes. So. Um, the story follows Meryl Streep, who is like a victim of um, the law firm Mossack uh, Fonseca, and she got cheated out of like the life insurance um, policy. So that's when she like digs deeper and. Which is actually um, really sad. Like the beginning's actually really. Sad. Yeah. And it, spoiler alert. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Stop now. Spoiler alerts because we're going to be talking. You know. I don't think it's that spoiler. It well, happens in the beginning. That's true. It's yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, her husband dies. So. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. James Cromwell's or is it yeah. Bill? No, yeah, James no, yeah, Cromwell, James Cromwell's yeah. in this. And also, this would be like a good time to say that there are a lot of random people that pop up in this movie, mm. actors, and that aren't in it for very uh, long. Sharon Stone. Yeah, Sharon Stone is in yeah. it for a scene, and she's actually killer in her scene. She's yeah. really good, but 
Sharon Stone's just in a random scene. Yeah. Uh, and James Cromwell's in, like, a random scene. And there are, there are plenty others yeah. um, that we'll get into. But David Schwimmer is... Yeah, yeah. He's got a pretty good part. Yeah, he's, ish, like, in a ish. few scenes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Essentially what the, like... Will the, Forte. I know, Will Forte. That's more... <laughs> that's a cameo. Will Forte's in this, like, Chris yeah. Parnell. Uh, but... Most of this movie is essentially, it's like a series of vignettes that's kind of like telling the story of other victims of Mossack um, Fonseca um, and that they're like at the center of the people of this firm and um, the kind of cover up that goes on behind it. So a lot of other people are kind of like Meryl Streep's character. Mm-hmm. Um so the only like real characters though I think are Meryl Streep, Ellen, and then Mosak and Fonseca, who are played by um, Gary Oldman and uh, Antonio Banderas, yeah. respectively. Yeah. Um, but that, that's like the plot. We haven't said anything uh, about our, our opinions. I'm afraid you, to. I don't. Do you want me to go? I first don't want to say anything to hurt Meryl's feelings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then I'll. Oh. I'll, oh, I'll just say. Oh, he's he. Matt's running to go get something. He our, is our friend. Made me a Meryl <laughs> Streep tie, so I'm going to wear it for this podcast. He's wearing a tie with a, well, a portrait of Meryl Streep. We'll post it on our Facebook page. Oh God! Thanks. This is shout out to picture. shout out to Corinne, uh, friend of the pod. Friend Corinne. Of the pod. Um. <laughs> All right. I can't tie this without a mirror. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little short, but. Well, well, this is great. This is great. Just watching him tie a tie. Uh, we'll have to do a video episode. Just yeah. this. Uh, ish. Yeah. Ish. I don't have a mirror. It's. But look at Meryl. She's all over my tie. Meryl. Okay, we'll put you right here. We'll <laughs> Meryl, you're a queen. We love you. You did um, a great job in this movie. I thought this movie was a total mess. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, Meryl. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, she's mad at me. Yeah, it's not. It's, this is not have any, anything to do with Meryl Streep's no, no, performance. No, no, no. Or there is one criticism I have that I'll get into that. In you will not Meryl criticize Meryl Streep. Uh, Meryl Streep criticizes you. There okay. is a questionable at best thing involving her performance. Okay, right. uh, and that's questionable is putting it lightly. Um. It's not any of the actors' faults. I don't think, like, any of the actors are bad, necessarily. I just think... But I do think Meryl Streep's character is a big reason why this movie didn't work for me. Um, So, I was, like, kind of mentioned that there's, like, these other vignettes. So, they're, like, these other stories, long extended stories uh, of, like, people who... um, got screwed over by these, by this law firm. And, um, those are actually like really interesting. I thought, I thought those were like the strongest kind of points of the movie. And it, Meryl Streep's storyline was like that. Like they just told like a 10, 15 minute story of her character. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, she keeps like digging into yeah. like Mossack Fonseca, but she's not like a journalist. She's not an investigative journalist. Like she's just like a normal woman who kind of gets screwed, which again is like a fine story to tell, but 
she like her character never really goes anywhere. There's no resolution for her character whatsoever. So like at the end, I was kind of wondering like, then well, why, what was the point of her character? Yeah. yeah. What was the point? Yeah. And I think they just like kept her around for the sake of looking at Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's a problem. Like they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like we love it because we love Meryl. So people will just love watching Meryl. Mm-hmm. And, which leads me to my big criticism, when Meryl Streep appears halfway, changes characters, this is a bizarre sort of thing that happens, where she, Meryl Streep plays two characters in this movie, she then plays, like, a Panamanian woman, which is, at worst, categorically offensive, mm-hmm. and at best, off-putting. I, see, I thought she was... So she was a different character. Yeah, I thought she, she plays was undercover as that person. No, so okay. yeah, show us how much I know. Jeez, yeah, um, that was just like really, ro- and it's not really spoiler either because you can kind of yeah. tell it was her. Yeah, she's wearing like a wig and um, like a she's fake wearing nose. a wig, like uh, and big glasses. Yeah, I will say she. I don't think she was. Like in brown face, um, which if that were the case, that would have just made it mm-hmm. even ten times worse. But like, I, I didn't really see any need for Meryl Streep to play this character. Like, why didn't we just hire uh, like a a real Panamanian I, woman see, to play I, this? I think role. I have to go back and watch it again because I was under the impression that she was undercover as this character, and she was the mole. She was the reason that they got found out. No, okay, so what happened, like... They did not explain that very well. No, I agree, I agree. The ending was, like, confusing, and it just, like, shuts off, and it's kind of... It's... They imply that a certain character... They don't even imply... They never make clear who, like, the informant is, the John Doe who tipped off the investigative journalists to unleash the Panama Papers. Mm -hmm. Um, But they seem to have, like, their own theory... But again, it's like, it's just kind of hinted at. Um, and what they were kind of like going for of with Meryl Streep is kind of like the cover-up, the literal cover-up. So um, they have Meryl Streep like covering up in makeup, playing this like mm-hmm. character. But it's just weird. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. And it just like doesn't really work. So... I I didn't think it worked at all. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't. Like I don't think it worked either. Um, I I especially thought the ending was very weird. The ending was jarring. Yeah. and unnecessary. And I'm sorry, preachy. It was preachy. That's, I was gonna say that. Yeah. that was the exact word I was gonna yeah. say. Preachy. Uh, I say this as somebody who identifies as a liberal, and I yeah. thought this movie was, it was preachy. very preachy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just thought it was a little much. It was, I thought it was a little corny, to be honest here. Like, like she she Meryl Streep at the end takes off. Um, <laughs> This is kind of spoilery. I would. Yeah. Okay, then I won't say anything. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, there's there's a scene at the end with Meryl, uh, and she's essentially saying what's wrong with uh, the financial system as a whole. Uh, and this is another criticism I have. They do not have, like, any viable sort of solutions. Okay, 
So, number one, this movie throws the state of Delaware under the fucking bus. It was great. I loved it. No. (laughs) And so, for those who don't know, and I don't expect any of you to, so Delaware is known for having more or less, like, relaxed financial laws. No income tax? So No, no, no sales tax. No sales tax. No, yeah. uh, Who doesn't have income tax? I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so... They compare essentially Delaware to Panama and like and the Seychelles and you know Cayman Islands essentially, and they do this like multiple times throughout the movie. They're like Delaware's awful. They more or less say it. It is not subtle at all. But they offered like no real sort of solutions. And as somebody who's from Delaware, I um I think like I'm willing to have like conversations about like Delaware's tax laws, but they don't offer any sort of tangible solutions to this problem, except for one that comes out of left field and has absolutely nothing to do with like finance. They talk about campaign finance (laughs) and like Citizens United. And that is their like solution, like overturn Citizens United. I'm like, okay, cool. I am on board with that. That has nothing to do with tax evasion. <laughs> so, yeah, well. like, uh, so it just, it was a total mess of a film. Like, tonally, it was all over the place. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I thought the only, um, I guess the only saving grace here was what were the, were the cameos and Oh, okay. Meryl. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I liked Antonio Banderas too, oh, and uh, Gary Oldman. I, I like the two of them together. Yeah, I, they were great. Uh, I agree. Like they're great. They're like eating it. Sorry, up. I just they did a big one eighty from like yeah. financial reform. And, yeah. and campaign reform too. Oh, I like Gary Oldman. No, well, again, this is like another reason why this like movie's a mess. Where yeah. there's just like certain things where that are just so off. But then it's like oh, one eighty. Like, but Gary Oldman was great. Yeah, and, Gary Oldman was. Great. Yeah, I'm also here for like this resurgence of Antonio Banderas. Yeah, oh, he's. <laughs> to be in pain and glory this year yeah Yeah. uh and i just think he's great in this movie too i thought um i thought uh, gary Oldman was also great uh but they are just like eating up the scenery uh playing these like flamboyant like rich lawyers in panama i was trying to remember what was the last movie i saw antonio banderas and then he was in this awful movie that came out last year called um life itself it was like it's like from the creators of this is us i want to hate watch that movie (laughs) so bad let's get drunk and hate watch it together it's on amazon prime yeah it's it's so bad it's so like it's so purposely cheesy and it's just oh it's so hard to watch so deep dark secret part of me thinks i would like kind of like that movie oh you you would probably be (laughs) because i love corny stuff you would probably be crying your eyes out like like 15 minutes in or or laughing so hard you'll yeah. be crying. I don't know which one, but I actually I, would really enjoy to watch that with you. I I, I really want to hate watch it because yeah. in it's it's on my queue in Amazon Prime. Well, I mean, there yeah. is one movie that we're gonna hate watch this year. Cats. Yes. Oh God, I can't wait. <laughs> let's let's, yeah. let's hate on cats every week until yeah. we see. Cats. Can we? We could do a whole podcast yeah. on cats. The cats have cats. boobs. <laughs> the cats have boobs. It's weird. It's weird. That's not human or anyway, or cat like. Sorry, we got off a tangent. Yeah, uh, take it back so, to the laundry room. Laundry mat. The laundry. <laughs> I know. I was. Oh, I see. That what was, trying to that do. was a failed yeah, yeah. joke. Um, so let's talk about the the cameos. Uh, Zoran Zohan Daxos from Game of Thrones is in this. Mm, yes, yes, yes. So he plays like one of the people that we're talking about in these vignettes. 
these uh, like segments that uh, are people who have accounts with like um, Mossack Fonseca. Uh, he plays um, this like father who prevents his um, or that like bribes his daughter into keeping a secret about his infidelities. So he like offers her a company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to keep a company it's this is like really funny story but it's zoran zo and doxos from yeah. game of thrones season you know, two. he's he's the big guy who uh the big uh in yeah so Af- african-american fellow well who in he, he wouldn't be african-american and uh that's true because there's yeah. no africa yeah. or I mean, america there's, just, there's not a lot of diversity in in game, game of, of thrones, thrones. so no, i'm period. just so you you know who it is if i say he's the big black guy with the goatee yeah so um yeah in season two he's in yeah. karth so yes he's the one who kind of like woos not, danny not the one that gets burned by the baby dragons the the other guy who gets yeah. locked away locked away <laughs> yeah could you i think that's worse than getting actually yeah, burned by yeah. dragons i would oh god i would just burn me alive uh, anyway but yeah sharon stone um she makes a little bit of a comeback too what else has she been in no i mean she makes a comeback in this movie oh like, yeah she's yeah. great in this i mean in her, her one her scene part, yeah. yeah she's she's good she plays a yeah. a realtor who kind of um screws Meryl Streep's character over. Uh, she doesn't like, screw her. I don't think she screws her over. She was doing her job. But she's just, like, great at yeah. like, her delivery. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not her fault that she... She could have told them no. So, so, so two guys... Uh, per- basically buy, buy Meryl Streep's Streep's car- apartment. apartment in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that was kind of a jerk move. Like, she, she could have said no to them. But they did, you know. Yeah. Um... Who else is in this? Who else? Uh, uh, Melissa Roch from uh, yeah, Bank Yeah, she Theory. actually has a significant yeah, she, part. She's she the, plays um, Melanie, uh, Ellen's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's, you know, she's a different character from, yeah. from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. She's, a, she's a typical American she's, housewife. She's good. Yeah. yeah. Single um, mom, I think. Jeffrey Wright? I wouldn't call that a cameo. He has a a legit role. It's somewhat of a vignette, too. See, this is why I think, actually, this could work as, like, an anthology series Mm -hmm. of, like, people attached to the Panama Papers. I was thinking about that, too. It could be, like, a a great show on HBO. Yeah, like, each episode kind of focuses on a different character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, it totally could work like that. Yeah, it it did feel a little little rushed. Yeah. um, Yeah. So. Yeah, this movie is 94 minutes long. It is pretty short. But Jeffrey Wright's character... um, Mal- I think I'm bon- pronouncing Bone Camper. Bone Camper. Mal- 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 Marcus. Malcus. Bone Camper. Uh, yeah. Uh, you kind of see uh, see his dealings with this uh, with Mosak and Fonseca um, and how they take a turn for the worst um, with his family. Yeah, it's <laughs> especially when he, he lands. So he uh, so Jeffrey Wright's character takes a trip back to Miami to for some business dealings. <laughs> <laughs> promptly gets arrested. Promptly gets arrested <laughs> while his other wife yeah. is meeting him at the airport. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Actually, it's, it's very funny. It's a great scene. Yeah. There, for, See, like, for as much as this movie like sucks, like there are some good no, parts. It, well, that's my that's my kind of biggest criticism is that the whole is less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Like the certain sections, like the vignettes, are great and entertaining. It just like does not work together. Yeah. Um. Anyway. And, so the other um, the other shout out that I'll give is Matthias Schonartz, um, who's in one of the vignettes too. He plays this kind of like uh, kind of shady um, businessman, uh, British businessman. I am in love with Matthias Schonartz. Uh, so 
he's like this like Belgian actor um, that I first discovered in the movie Rust and Bone with Marianne Cotillard, uh-huh. where he plays this um, like MMA fighter, and he's like really hot. <laughs> uh-huh. So I was thrilled to see him in this movie. Uh, he's like playing this like douchebag. Yeah. I um, only I know him. Uh, I I think I've only seen him in Red Sparrow and The Danish Girl. He's in the Danish girl. He is. He's, I uh, don't remember much of that movie, other than loving Alicia Vikander. Yeah, he is. Like, he's a small role. Yeah, but he's in it. Yeah. Um, uh, I still haven't seen Red Sparrow, but now that I know he's in it, I will certainly. Uh, watch yeah, it. he actually has. He has a decent yeah. role in Red Sparrow. I I wasn't a big fan of Red Sparrow, but yeah, he has a decent role in it. I um, oh, oh my god, he makes my heart skip a beat. He's <laughs> Matthias Schoenarts is so attractive. So, uh, if. If if you look like him, then uh, you know Andy's type. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking. So. Uh, yeah, and this is the this is the second uh, Meryl Streep Papers movie. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she did the Pentagon Papers in the Post, the Post. last year yes. or two years ago, I guess. Which was originally called the Pentagon Papers, right? And then it was the Papers, and then it was the Post. Yeah. They changed that movie's name so many times. The title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's pretty, pretty much all I need to say about the laundromat. It's yeah, the first I mean, movie that we've done that I like legitimately just didn't really like. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, anyways, what's uh, your? Uh, do you have a final grade? Final grade for the laundromat. Um, I gave laundromat a C. Yeah, I would, originally would give it a C, but even talking about it, I'm like, ugh. So I'm like considering C minus. It's fair. So. Okay. Uh, no, I don't really, no Oscar potential really. No. I mean, I, originally I would have said Meryl was obviously going to get a nomination, but like a, like a. I remember I did. You're just Meryl Streep, so here's yeah. a nomination. I think nomination she's more likely to get a nomination for Little Women. Yeah, yeah. Than this. Exactly. Uh, I remember uh, at the beginning of the year when I was predicting the top 10 uh, movies that would get nominated for Best Picture, that thing did that you, Matt, we, Matt and I did this every year, yeah. I 100% put The Laundry. That I, is one of the few films that I remember putting. I think I might have put I don't remember if I put it or not. Yeah. I can't remember my list. So we'll we'll open and read our list. The day... The day of the, the Oscars? The, no, no, the, the day they announced the nominations. The day they... Yeah. And then we'll we'll do our we'll do, yeah. and then the day of the Oscars and Andrew and I will uh, do our picks for twenty twenty yeah for the twenty twenty one Oscars yeah. so yeah I just think it was a misfire yeah all right well cool uh, um, anything else uh, play a quick game of uh, Oscar oh, revisionist yes. history yes uh, should I pull it up on my I have my handy dandy I've got I've oh. got it right here okay. so. Um, Matt was so gracious to let me pick this time. So that makes me three, three times, and he's done one. So he'll have to do the next I'll one. I'll do the next two. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of routes we could go. We could go Soderbergh, who won an Oscar for Traffic. Go Meryl Streep for, you know, her. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. 20-plus <laughs> Oscar nominations. 21 now. Um, but I decided to go with the Gary Oldman route. Mm. Uh, also because... Uh, I think it fits well with the other movies we talked about today, too, because mm-hmm. um, he won for Darkest Hour for 2017 and um, talked about Darkest Hour with a Lily James. Yeah. And that was also a biopic movie, yeah. an Oscar bait biopic movie, just like Judy. So. Yeah, except 
Gary Oldman actually put his heart and soul into uh, uh, Winston Churchill. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a role. The movie itself was like, eh, okay, but that was... He puts himself into it. Pretty much everything. Yeah, but that was a movie. That was... Wow. Yeah. So. So, um, so, so we're, we're going to the 2017 20, Oscars. So 20 years, 2018. 2018 ceremony, ceremony. for 20, the year 2017. Yes. Uh, so the winner was Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And the other nominees were Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Uh-huh. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel, Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. I have strong opinions on this category. <laughs> this, this year, I 100% think Gary Oldman should have and yeah. did win the nomination. I, everyone else is fine. And I know how you feel about Timothy Chalamet and Call Me By Your Name. We're not going to sit here for 15 minutes and talk about Call Me By Your Name because people don't want to hear that. So, um, oh, I'm sure they do that. There's stands <laughs> out there for that film. Yeah, prove me wrong, listeners. Okay, you can you can do your own podcast and talk about Call Me by Your Name and the sequel and that's and whatever Army Hammer. Um, but so for now, um, I guess Army Hammer was robbed of a nomination that yeah, year. Here we go. Right. Yeah, Christopher Plummer like was great in All the Money in the World, and I'm happy he got a nomination. But if he if that whole Kevin Spacey thing that this is an unsung thing that this is an unsung victim of the Kevin <sighs> Spacey drama. Kevin Spacey got kicked out of All the Money in the World, which led to Christopher Plummer getting in and doing a great job. But then he stole away Army Hammer's Oscar nomination. <laughs> Yep. Or call me by your name because he was gonna get in that year otherwise. Well, I'll let him know next time I see him. Yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll I hope you don't see Kevin Spacey I'll on the regular. Your, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, oh, I also have a prediction. You see the trailer for Wounds? No, it's gonna be. I think it's like a Hulu movie. It's gonna be like a kind of B. Oh, it's gonna be like a B horror movie. It looks kind of fun. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. it comes out in October. Okay, I'll take a look. Yeah. Um, anyway, so back I think to, I actually think I think Kevin Spacey in like 10 years is going to make a comeback. Like, like I just hope we're done with him. It's <laughs> like, we're let's move on. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. well, if you can't tell my pick clearly would be Timothy Chalamet. For <laughs> Call me by your name. That is a like poetic, heartbreaking performance for the ages. It's... And I just, um, honestly get kind of like emotional just thinking about him his performance and it's like that movie is like very near and dear to my heart and it's you couldn't have asked for a better performance than other one other than timothy chalamet and he just gave this like subtle um embodiment quiet performance that it was like in dark contrast to Gary Oldman who is I think kind of overacting in in Darkest Hour and I was just like so pulling for the upset but it didn't happen well I I don't think Gary Oldman was overacting at all I thought he gave one of the best performances of his career uh, and I think he delivered it was an Oscar Beatty performance it was not I yeah it is an Oscar Beatty performance but but he 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 did that role no one else could have played that role he he did a great job actually John Lithgow I, he, also, he also did a great yeah, job. Yeah, but I, thought, I, thought, I thought John Lithgow was not a caricature in The Crown. 
well. I think, and I think The Darkest Hour is just like a boring movie. But Gary Oldman makes the movie. I think he, he is he is the movie. He and has he, had better performances. And it's kind of a shame that he won for that well, one. Well, Timothy Chalamet will have better performances. And he will win the Oscar one day. He's definitely on his way. He sh- also should have gotten a nomination for Beautiful Boy last year. I, I agree with that. I'm, I was surprised he didn't. So Yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe it's in the cards for Little Women. Because he looks very good in Little Women. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to... Uh, Tune in to episode four. Episode four? Yeah. yeah. What are we doing next week? Oh, big one next week. Uh, yeah. It's very big. Yeah. Joker. Joker. Yes, with Joaquin Phoenix. I'm already sick of the discourse on Joker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. If you're on Twitter talking, <laughs> everyone's talking about Joker. Yeah. So. So we will definitely be back next week. Um, yeah. We'll be seeing it uh, either. We'll be seeing it tomorrow with the press and uh, yeah. We'll- publish it next publish week. it next week so yeah enjoy the movie let us know what you think of the laundromat and judy and if you see joker over the weekend uh yeah actually shout out and- yeah speaking of shout outs you can uh send us an email at uh, uh, uh step and repeat pod at gmail.com or you can uh at us at twitter <laughs> on, t- on twitter and we're also uh, on facebook yeah. um step and repeat pod Cast, yeah. so and uh, our our Twitter handle is repeat step pod yeah. at repeat step at repeat step pod so. thank you wow I'm not with it today but just like the movie the laundromat <laughs> not with it <laughs> and on that note we're over and out <laughs> adios uh, uh, yeah bonjour o- au revoir oh. <laughs> bonjour <laughs>